This is Bang Your Bookie's Wife, the sports gambling podcast that is so in favor of lowering the NBA the NBA draft age limit to 15. Just let Bronny embrace in already, Adam Silver. Let the boys play. Uh, and I'm Joey Public, your host, and I'm joined by uh, my co-host, Rain Man, who's going to give us uh, his big rubber. Rain Man, why do we call it the big rubber? Oh, Joe, I'm glad you asked. Because the rubber is above a simple board game. It's more like chess. It requires strategy. It requires thought. It requires finesse. But when you finally pull off that rubber and you get that sweet green access, it comes with quite the certainty, quite the largesse. So lock of the week, rain money, baby. Let's go. Bit of a tease of what's to come. Oh, that's well. It's a good that that's yeah, a tease. I didn't, catch it. I didn't understand one word of that shit, man. That was into fucking cipherable. But anyway, oh, what's your big rubber? Joe, nevertheless, it's, it's our lock of the week. Up. What's your pick? We're going to UW minus 13 and a half for Stanford in the late chase game, baby. Nothing like a lock that you can chase with. Give me Washington minus 13 and a half. To, to quote RG3, uh, big panics energy. We're all over it. Uh, Capper on the other end of the podcast. Uh, give us give us your big rubber. Uh, I don't want to do this. I am not a big fan of this institution, but we'll... We'll sing it this weekend. Good old Rocket Top. Tennessee well, we, we minus ten and a half. Truth. What are you talking about? Versus the institution itself. Love the truth. Fair, fair, fair. You got you can carry a bit of bit of a tune there, buddy. What's your you karaoke like song? What's your karaoke song? I'm that guy who sings shallow. Oh fuck yeah, I'll sing it with you. Yeah, I'm <laughs> fucked up. Which part? In the shala, shala, <laughs> Tell me something, the thing. girl. <laughs> Listen, man, it's the real coach JB here. Man, I hear you've been hanging out with the wrong fucking crowd like a slapdick you are, man. Everybody thought you were fucking smart and all that shit because you watch CNN and MSNBC and fucking Fox News and all that Sounds like you're a fucking dreamer. You're getting dumber. Get your fucking ass figured out. Go watch the real show. Watch. We will bang your bookies, wife. Step your game up. Stop being a slap dick. Make today a great day. Uh, this is Bang Your Bookies Wife. Uh, you can follow us on social media at Bang Your Bookies Wife on Instagram uh, and TikTok, and we have uh, some some. Interesting news. Uh, we, as as you might have we, as you might have seen, we had of course our first season of the walk on, the walk on, um, this uh, this year, and and the winner of that of course was uh, Jay Chad, who has appeared on the pod. And since then, you might have noticed, hey guys, I noticed you aren't uh, posting many more things on social media. Um, since then, and that's uh, because uh, Jay Pat Jay Chad, he just has not done it. Uh, he just hasn't, he just hasn't done it. Uh, I hope he's okay. Uh, he, he's not responding to texts. Uh, last time we spoke, it was, it was a week ago. He told me, uh, the, the, the exact, the exact quote was, uh, thanks for being so patient with me. I'm still finding a rhythm and a schedule and I got lots of time tonight to make a bunch of audiograms and I'll put out one to two a day for the next week. Um, and he, he, he kind of undershot that. He, instead of doing one to two a day, we've gotten zero for the if past If you had week. bet $10 <laughs> for every audiogram J-Chad has made over the past week, 
You would have won zero dollars. Z- zero zero dollars. So uh, we're probably just gonna hire some people from like Georgia, uh, the country, just to just to do it. I don't know. I think uh, that's probably gonna be our go-to. Uh, I hope Jay Chad's okay, or or maybe if he's dead, that would be an adequate excuse. Um, but <laughs> I don't know if I'm gonna hear again from him anyway. If you're out there and you're listening to this. Uh, just, uh, you know, send us a Morse code message. Blink twice if you're, if you're out there, buddy, but (laughs) otherwise, uh, be on the lookout for season two of The Walk-On. An international adventure. Uh, we, uh, is there any, like, uh, is there any action specifically from last week you guys, you guys want to talk over? We should, Uh, we should probably uh, recap the big rubber lockdown showdown. <laughs> the Capper, worst game I know, I ever know you played. can scoreboard me, so go ahead and scoreboard me. <laughs> it doesn't need to be said. It was a horrific watch. A- Everyone A&M and, uh, Rain Man and Capper were head-to-head in their rubbers, A&M versus uh, Miami. It means Capper's rubbers are still undefeated. Um, and it was just uh, – it was one of those games where you come away – liking both teams so much less like thinking both teams are just shit like a&m did not I, a&m's offense how did not taking uh, the points cover there like miami i missed do two field i do goals, want my the flub punt they should have won that game miami should have they outgained I, a&m in yards they should have won that game they couldn't cover the five and a half i do want my flowers on tyler van dyke though yeah you were right i'm sorry i was wrong yeah he sucks he's trash he's terrible I hope he never gets drafted. Uh, Max, he doesn't deserve Max it. Max Johnson, also horrible. Also terrible. Uh, Ag- the Aggie defense, pretty legit, though. They lost two guys in the secondary within like, know, the first like six minutes yards. of the game. Yeah, but like they had a ton of guys they like yards on suspension. led offense. A&M just sucks. Uh, I don't know. The, the wide receivers couldn't get any separation. It was, um, and even if they did, like Tyler and Dyke couldn't hit him. Like You're I don't know what was overthrowing every receiver, it was, or underthrow. It was ball looked great it coming was, off his hands. I kept it was one of the worst games I've had to watch since starting this podcast. Uh, well, you you did pick an Iowa game, so we could save that <laughs> for for later. I do Ooh, think geez. like though the thing that was interesting about the thing yeah, that spoilers. I thought was. That like about this game, like after the fact, apparently Tyler Van Dyke gave a quote talking about uh, how cool it was to play in front of fans because no one shows up to Miami games. <laughs> Just like the atmosphere at A and M was so unlike what he's what he's used to. Uh, which, I don't know, I think the one thing A&M and Miami seem to have in common is just uh, an affinity for crypto. I think that's the only place where the Venn diagram overlaps for them. And I guess an affinity for crypto and just ugly-ass offense. My goodness, what a fucking eyesore that game was. Uh, but you know what? I don't think we need to talk about that. We don't need to talk about Washington, how... Washington legit, Michael Penix Jr. in the Heisman conversation? We'll get to that in a second. Okay, we'll get to that. Uh, yeah, that was a big time whiff from the aviator. <laughs> With that, uh, good effort on that. Uh, Better luck next year, king, aviator. King of the hill. Yeah, uh, we'll but, see. We'll see you again. I'm sure. But we have uh, we have a king. The king of the hill this week. It's gonna knock your fucking socks off. You're gonna need to. You might need to be admitted to a hospital after you hear this king of the hill coming up this week. You will. I'm I'm shaken to the goddamn core. But you know what? Enough looking back at the past. Let's look at what's to come. Let's make some money. 
Uh, let's get to the weekly. I don't know. This is very confusing to me. I hope I picked the right one. Winners, 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 winners. I feel 10 feet tall right now. The weekly. As strong as it ought. This is the weekly. These are the picks that count, the picks that matter, the picks that make you money. Uh, and we'll start off. I will give the honors to uh, our defending rubber champion, uh, Capper. Uh, this is a game, uh, I like this side as well. I feel like it's a coronation of sorts. Uh, sort of like Tennessee coming out as a genuine contender in the East before they get crushed by Georgia. Uh, what's, what's your read on this one, Capper? Uh, Tennessee, to be clear, it's Tennessee minus 10.5 uh, and they have Florida at home. Uh, this is what the Vols have been waiting for for two decades. Um, rivalry game, for sure. I don't think it's a rivalry. Florida's respected as much or cared about as much as uh, Tennessee has cared about this game. And we're looking at a line that's open, opened up at 9, is jumped up to 10.5, so over a key number of 10, uh, with a pretty even number of bets on both sides. Tennessee has just been really good so far this season. I know they've played a couple of Mac cupcakes, uh, but their offense is really clicking. Uh, sixth in the con- country in offensive efficiency, eighth in net drive efficiency. Um, the Florida interior line has really not put a ton of pressure on quarterbacks um, or done a ton to stop the running games of the opponents they've played so far this season. Um, Kentucky kind of ran the ball at will on them. Uh, obviously had the struggle against USF last weekend where they came away with a win, but it was a game where they were, you know, they should have lost. They should have lost. It's like there was a missed um, kick. It, it should have been a loss. Jalen Wright has, has been running the ball really effectively, but um, obviously you just love Hendon Hooker and what he's doing. Yep. Um, super efficient quarterback, uh, maybe one of the top three uh, names in the Heisman race so I far. I got him at five, uh, but averaging that's fine averaging now. ten yards per attempt, uh, six touchdowns, no picks this season. Um, their offense, I think, can have their way with Florida a little bit. And, and what really concerns me here for the Florida side is um, how bad their offense has looked, frankly, since uh, the Utah game. Um, yeah, I, I've taken my name out of him. Him being a dude, he's 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 bad. No passing touchdowns this year for Florida. Unbelievable. He should have sat out after the Utah game and then been drafted in the first round. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like he really looked good so and like good. flashy against Utah in that huge win at home um, in Billy Napier's first game. But like since then, it has been like you know a completely different tale for him. Uh, he he's not um, super efficient. He has no big play potential. He is a quarterback who locks in on his first read, and I think defensive coordinators that the they Florida has played in the last couple of weeks have really keyed in on this, like putting a ton of pressure on him, making him default to his first read, and like saying like you can't beat us. So uh, he's finally going to play some SEC athletes this weekend too. Uh, a Tennessee defense that has played above expectations coming to the season. Yeah, did well uh, against Pitt. Ten and a half. Like ten and a half kind of scares you in a in a pseudo rivalry game, but like when they jump that line over that ten, to me it tells you you have to be on Tennessee here. Uh, the only thing I will correct is that he did play against some SEC athletes against Kentucky, and he did less that he was completely. He shut was horrible. Down. Yeah, yeah six, that's fair. Yeah, six rushes for four yards, uh, interceptions. It's uh, 
Yeah, they gotta get on track. I, my question is, is this a little too cute? Is, are you ignoring history too much here? Because Tennessee, this is a game that they've had trouble with. They have a history of fucking up in big spots. Is there any part of you that's hesitant about yes. the, the Utah Florida showing up? <laughs> yes. But it's your rubber. Um, it's your rubber. This is the... So, one thing you look at coming into this is that this is the largest line uh, the largest Tennessee's been favored in this game in like 50 years, basically. Wow. Um, which is insane to think about because Tennessee, I think, is is leaps and bounds better than they were a few years back. Um, but I think it kind of speaks to how f- far Florida's fallen um, in the last few years of Mullen. You know, Napier's obviously starting to rebuild that program. But, like, there, there are a lot of, like – issues with this Florida defense there are a lot of issues on the offensive end of the football um that I I just like don't think um I don't know like coming into not, a Tennessee you know Neyland Stadium I, well, where it's gonna I be just, it's, it's gonna, gonna be frothy rocking. I it's guess gonna what be I frothy. think I guess like my big I guess my the reason why I like Tennessee in this it was just really simple uh one team's explosive one team's not uh, yeah. I don't like one team. It I seems think that's like they're fair. Gonna be able, they're going to be able to. And Tennessee is going to want to run it up if they can. They're not going to stop. Tennessee, so. Florida hasn't thrown a touchdown pass this year. That's yep, basically that's all I need. But of course, this means he's about to throw five. But you know how it. We'll see. <laughs> uh, let's go. Let's go to Rayman's rubber. This was a game where I was actually leaning towards the other side, and I'm interested to see your read on this. You like uh, Washington. Minus 13 and a half uh, versus Stanford. I was on them last week against Michigan State. We were correct. They looked fantastic. But they look great. Stanford, Stanford, a little. They, I like, I, I like Tanner McKee. But what, what do you like about Washington in this spot? Uh, I just view this as a huge mismatch. So let's just go over it point by point. First, as you said, Washington's at home. They actually have a pretty decent home field advantage at Husky Stadium. Stanford's Underrated. not going to. They're not going to show up. Uh, second, quarterbacks. Let's look at Michael Penix. As Capper mentioned, we tabled that for now. I think he's on the short list for Heisman contenders, probably number two behind C.J. Stroud. He's got 1,100 yards and 10 touchdowns to one interception on the season. That is unbelievable. Tanner McKee, who you said you like, not really sure why you do. He's totally just average. He's got less than half of the total yards at 528 with three touchdowns and three interceptions. That's a lot worse. Phoenix currently second in passing yards behind Davis Byrne at Tulsa and fourth in TDs behind a three-way tie at 11 to just one more with Davis Brin, Drake May at UNC, and C.J. Stroud. Uh, Third, let's look at the slight edge that Stanford has, which is running the ball. E.J. Smith is excellent. He's going to be one of the best offensive players on the field for Stanford. Fantastic. But what Washington does really well is rushing defense, and they're allowing over 70 yards less on the ground than Stanford. So I actually think if you look at the overall running game package offense and defense, that tilts towards Washington as well. Fourth, if you you look at matchups, Stanford hasn't shown that they can compete with anyone of substance. Uh, They got rocked by USC. They made it a little bit close at the end, but they made a lot of miscues in the first half. Washington just beat ranked MSU, sorry, Aviator, by 11, but they looked a lot more dominant than that. So if Washington can jump out to a big lead against Stanford, I don't think Stanford has the passing game to keep up with them. So I don't think the back door is going to be open here. You look at the total at 59.5, that's a lot of points. Uh, do we think Stanford's going to get close to what, what would they need here to keep it close? 25? Is that right? Yeah, uh, no, it'd be like 22. Right. Do you think Stanford gets 21 points against Washington's defense? I don't think so. Uh, maybe. 
I got trivia time for you guys if you want to play. I'd love to. So Washington is ranked fourth in offense by total yards in the entire FBS with 548.3 yards a game. We're each going to have to guess the other three. I'll start us off because you said you didn't like Tennessee. I do. I'm the Truth's Tennessee Volunteers. They're ranked third with 553.7 yards. Can you guys name the other two? No. It's not that hard. Yeah, it's hard. Name I, a team. I, no. Name one team. Can you name one team? Texas Longhorns. Oh, Jesus. No, Ohio State. I just said C.J. Stroud had the most touchdowns. UNC <laughs> would have been a fine guess. Kansas would have been a fine guess. But the answer is Minnesota with 554.7 yards, ranked second overall. They are having quite the season quietly. Kevin DeBoer, hell of a turnaround for this coach. Uh, no one's, no one's missing the previous guy. It has been quiet. Uh, no one wants – I feel like everyone's scared to say nice things about Minnesota because they're worried uh, PJ Fleck might hear. Uh, it's just, you don't want to, if you don't say want his him. name three times, he pops up in his vest like Beetlejuice. That Rain Man. Let's go to uh, say it again. your next pick, Capper. Uh, this is one. This is I. So I never overlap and put your guy. I'll always wait for your guys. You did it though, the, and then I won't include them in my parlay. But I did have this at the top of my parlay. It's my favorite game of the week. Uh, case, it's so obvious which one case it is. State, yeah. K you're, State plus twelve and a half at OU. I love it. You're you it's are pick. a it's good pick. If if nothing else, you are a Chris Chris Kleiman stan. I'm uh, such I a respect. I am. I respect I'm a, the hell out of. I'm that. an absolute slut for Chris Kleiman. I cannot get enough of that guy's coaching. Horny for Chris. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm gonna hold that up at game day if they ever get it. <laughs> just by just um, by myself, I'll make the drive. This is. This this one is just interesting to me because it pops off the page of me. First thing you look at is is bet percentages for me and, and line movement. Uh, line hasn't moved a budge. Kansas State is only getting 25% of bets on the road uh, against OU because OU performed so exceptionally last weekend when I think a ton of people, uh, sharper bettors, were on Nebraska. And OU Whoops. pretty much ran them out of the stadium. Um uh, is OU that good or is Nebraska that bad? Well, Nebraska has a ton of issues. OU has performed well, and I think they're actually playing pretty good defense so far this season. Um, K-State also coming off of a loss, which I think aids us here. Uh, it, it helps us get over the 10-point uh, spread. And we still really like what K-State is doing on defense. Uh, it's a top-10 defensive efficient unit. Uh, and I think that they can do enough offensively to slow down this game. Um, they're a super plotting, methodical offense with Deuce Vaughn, with Taylor Martinez that are like super effective rushers. Uh, that I think they do enough here to slow this game down to keep this within 10 points. Uh, it, the history is with us here. The last three games, K-State has won two outright, uh, obviously covered uh, last year as well, uh, losing by seven. So I think there's a lot to love about this K-State football team. They're physical. Um, they have punched OU in the mouth, and I think like the OU athletes know this coming into this game. Um, but Man, like, I love it. I mean, you're absolutely I, right. I, I think what has to happen here, uh, and I think it's pretty obvious looking at film, is that Taylor Martinez has to take some shots over the top. Um, I don't think there's been a whole lot of respect for his legs or, or for his passing so far this, this season early uh, against K-State. And I think he has to show OU a little bit early here, um, go over the top, test their cornerbacks, 
and let Deuce Vaughn work a little bit in, in space because I, I think the K-State O-line can hold up well enough against uh, OU's D-line. So um, if he can run the ball effectively, they they milk the clock, they rush the ball, um, it, it's it's three yards in a cloud of dust for K-State, and, and I think they keep this game within 10. I... I like well. I guess the thing that stuck out to me is I think it's I love the spots that both teams. I like I had K State circled before like anyway, but I kind of love that they're coming off a loss and OU is coming off a way overrated win. Nebraska might win. not win. Huge Nebraska win. Nebraska might not win another game this year. And not until Urban are, Meyer comes. <laughs> Urban Meyer. No, Urban. Speaking I don't know of, if I co- think we have to be we have to be off interim coaches for the rest of eternity. They have been smoked. <laughs> and can we just and can we just can we just st- watch where we use the term "come" and "Urban Meyer" in the same sentence? Can we be a little careful there? Uh, that was that was the problem in the first place, Rain Man. I think like my yeah. I just think like it's a, it's a spot where Kansas State can control the ball well. They're a hard nosed team, and yeah, I just think like Nebraska is so bad. I just haven't been that high on this OU team, and I think now they're coming into this game like full of confidence against a K-State team that's going to be fucking pissed, man. It is. uh, um, It's a little bit scary because I think Venables has them playing a a much harder, like, you know, tight to the vest defense than they've played under Lincoln Riley. So, like, that part gives you a little pause because K-State is not a super explosive offense that can, like, test your... The the opposite. Yeah. But Deuce Vaughn, man. But you have Deuce Vaughn, you have a, a... solid running quarterback who has a ton of experience in Taylor Martinez. Like there are a lot of things to like about the K-State offense still against this, this unit. Fair enough. Uh, I'm on the same. So uh, Ray, man, let's go to your next pick. Uh, And I, I despise it. You got Cal minus three against my favorite Arizona Wildcats. I love Arizona this year. Why do you, why are you on? Yeah. I mean, so this is, this is my, my fourth pick on the board. So I'll just keep it quick. Uh, Arizona was a one-team win last year. They were a fine one-win team, whatever that means. Jed Fish has had a hell of a turnaround in Arizona, no doubt. But we need to pump the brakes. Best one-win team in the nation. We, we need to pump the brakes a little bit here. We got 73% of betters uh, on the road at Cal on Arizona when it's only a three-point game. Like, I know Cal doesn't have a home field advantage. There will be no one at this game. But, like, come on here. Jaden Delore for Arizona has been <laughs> not very good <laughs> if you look at his stats he's actually been bad Jaden Delora for Arizona yeah. has been very bad and Jack Plummer for Cal has been okay as a pocket passer Arizona has a six game winning streak against Cal which is very surprising Cal's won since 2009 Sickening. that's going to change on Saturday Cal's going to win I mean I, I think you're kind of to, to, to talk through this pick without mentioning the fact that uh, Arizona just got uh, win over North Dakota State, basically a national at home. championship. They, oh, f- oh, fuck off. They beat an it's FCS team at home. A, it's basically a FCS national champion. Yeah, I know, but like, let's That's, not uh, coordinate them and take them on the road North against Dakota Cal. State. Not North a Dakota, bad team. They're totally average. They held they you, Notre Dame. You're, you're, I, you're, I hate to call you intellectual, but you're being intellectually dishonest if you say you, North Dakota State's a top fifty F. Uh, it's a top fifty. Not this year. Uh, they don't have team. one of the. They don't have one of their NFL quarterbacks they're, this year. They are not a top. They're number, they number one. Candace would fucking smoke them. Duke would smoke them. <laughs> Speaking of that, like, but come on, a top. I, I, but Delora, Vanderbilt but would to, smoke to your them. Point about De, 
Delora led the led the Pac-12 in touchdown passes last year. He does. They do. They can they be explosive. Game. Cal can't be explosive. They won one I game, and this year, this year he's not leading anyone. Delora's not leading. They anyone won one game last year. year, and they've already won two games this year. Why are you talking about the one game last year when they've won two games this year? You fucking idiot! Because they what haven't beaten anyone. About? They haven't beaten anyone. Cal, has, but, Cal impressed me against Notre Dame. They hung with them. But that's like why I'm talking about intellectually dishonest. You're talking about last year's one win team when this year they already have a two win team. Do you understand why that's insane? No, because the regression to the mean. <laughs> They they already surpassed the mean. That's they not how regression they, works. They, 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 they doubled it. I'm not the numbers guy. I'm a I'm a communications major. This is your job, right, man? <laughs> this is not how it works. You're extrapolating two data points and throwing else throwing away all the other data points we have. Stop. We're talking too many Do- numbers. When when you start using big they words, pl- like they still data play points, football in between makes, the lines, boys. It makes me it makes me angry. I'm Joe, sorry for so being angry. mean Joe, earlier. Well, I feel I mean, like I went. We can I went cut over the big the out of this one. We can cut the big out of this one. You can take Arizona plus three all you want on the road at Cal. It's yours. Can you Have can it. you can you sh- can you shut the fuck up? You know we're already betting this head to head. You knew that was already take, happening. Take, take it off. I'm I'm fine with this pick. <laughs> is is there any concern that the line opened up at four and a half and is down to three? No, because the public's on Arizona. It's the weirdest thing. Yes. Over 70% of betters on Arizona. The Joe public is absolutely on Arizona in this game. Uh, I hate the movement. On the road. On the road. I hate the movement. Because Vegas has given it up. You know what, uh, Rain Man, how did Arizona do in their other road game this year? They beat San Diego State in the first week. 38 to 20, right? Pretty good. Not bad. Not bad. Yeah, How but many Cal, Cal is two and one well, as well. Like you're ignoring Cal. Four touchdown you're, passes. You are. You, Cal's two and one with a seven point loss on the road at Notre Dame. On the road at Notre Dude, Dame. Dude, Arizona is getting all of this credit just because people like saying the name Jed Fish. That is the only reason why Arizona is a three point dog in this game because people like saying Jed Fish. You think I ignore Cal? That that program is about to get Thanos snapped in like two years. No one will ever have heard of it before. That program, it's like not going to exist. There's no reason for Cal football to exist. Nobody watches the games. No one's going to be at the stadium. I don't know, man. I I hate it. We're th- that was some good babbling though. Uh, we can go. To- when California Capper, Memorial yeah, guess- Stadium has ten fans rocking, you will rue the day. Uh, Capper, this is a game. Ah. It's so you you mentioned this previously where like uh, it where the amount of points that it open a game opens the where a spread opens tells you a lot like uh, sometimes if it's really big or really small to open you get a little more suspicious this is this is a game where if it was ten I'd probably love your side more than I like it at seventeen you got Maryland plus seventeen at Michigan I wonder if they're gonna get fucking rock but why do you like so, uh, Maryland covering. So usual Ta- caveats apply here. Uh, love Talia. Uh, unbelievable quarterback at, at the college level. Uh, but the line did open up at 16 or 16 and a half and has creeped up to 17, um, despite the majority of bets being on Michigan because they have destroyed uh, three high school teams in their first three weeks of the season. Um, they have looked super good. Uh, and I think they're all, their defense has, um, I, I think despite some hesitations coming in from most people uh, into this season. Their defense has performed exceptionally, um, but you have to look at like the level of talent they've played. Um, the concern with Maryland 
is that they have always underperformed in these spots under Mike Loxley. Yes. Um, yes. So that gives you pause. But 17 points with this offense, with a offense with Talia Tagovailoa, who is completing seventy-seven percent of his passes, six touchdowns, two interceptions, has big play potential uh, for the Terrapins, and also is helped by a running back. I, I think a running attack that not many people saw coming, uh, with Roman Hemby here averaging nine point two yards a carry, three touchdowns already on the season. Um, I think they can do enough on offense to keep this game close. The total uh, has told me a little bit here. The total has jumped up. Uh, a few points and so like i think the expectation is that maryland can score here uh will michigan score 70 points like probably not will they They score in the 40s probably so like you're 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 looking for a maryland team to score a 24 to 31 points i think they can do that offensively they have some pretty solid wide receivers um coming into the season for sure they haven't performed exceptionally but like um, I think with, with this offensive attack, they can put up points on a Michigan defense that really hasn't been tested at this point, uh, and a Michigan offense that has kind of gone through the motions getting into this uh, spot coming into conference play. So um, yeah. it just screamed I, too many points. But, yeah, I, I know what you're saying about the, about the line because it, um, it is kind of goading you to take the, the Wolverines here. But – I'm not but gonna do it. I like all the po- I like all the points you make. I just take some issue with. I think it's pretty offensive to high school teams to compare them to Colorado State, Hawaii, and Connecticut. Let's give high school it's a teams a little soft more schedule. Like they have not been tested uh, one bit. I uh, um, I, Rainman, I think like those could one? be the three three of the five worst teams in college football. <laughs> could could be. I don't. I don't like. like legitimately, yeah, could where be. Are you on this one? So the reason why I actually had Michigan on my board for the longest time, I think they are an absolute excellent football team, probably the fourth best in the country. They should be able to beat Maryland by twenty-one points pretty easily. I think the metrics aren't valuing Michigan enough, and I think Vegas might be part of the problem here because Cade McNamara was not a good quarterback. JJ McCarthy is a very good quarterback so far, at least what we've seen. Granted, against pretty weak talent on the oppositions. But if that's true and they've taken a step forward at quarterback and they have Blake Corum playing like the best running back of the country and that defense not allowing anything, the sky is the limit for this team. I would not be betting against them with a Maryland team I don't trust. The reason why I took it off my board is because, like Capper said, he's reading the slips. Michigan's way, it's way too public. I, I can't touch it. And, um, and not that Maryland has played some exceptional teams early, but like a win at uh, or, or against SMU last weekend is pretty impressive overall. Yeah, I mean, yeah, at uh, home, but yeah, you, SMU's a fine team. Let this next game on uh, Rayman slate very intriguing. You got Smu plus two versus Taku, um, a rivalry <laughs> game. Pretty exciting rivalry game. It's uh, are they playing? They're playing in Dallas or Cowtown? They're playing in Dallas. All right. So so as the tease was, Captain Joe, in honor of the Mangus Carlson Hans Neiman anal bead scandal, let's take out the chessboard, <laughs> shall we? Let's sweep That's off sick. the chess pieces because we're gonna concentrate on football right now, <laughs> and we're gonna play a little checkers. It's our favorite game, right? All right. So here's what we got: TCU getting eighty nine percent of bets. 
What does that mean? Very public. Check. TCU getting 89% of bets on the road. That's another check. TCU getting 89% of bets on the road against a lower conference team that considers TCU a rival and very much wants to win the game against them. Their cross-metroplex rival. That's another check. Get in price for the SMU game. Extremely high. $177. That's a check. The fans are going to be interested. FBI predicts SMU to outright. Check. SP Plus predicts SMU to outright. Check. Tanner Mordecai with more than double passing yards and touchdowns than Max Duggan. 1,013 to 417. 10 touchdowns to 5 touchdowns. Check. Yeah, I know Duggan didn't start the season and only came in after starter Chandler Morris for TCU sprained his knee and TCU's had a bye. But who cares? Uh, that means Max Duggan's a backup, so we'll give another check for that. And that's starting to look a little bit like get your kink SMU. TCCU should just resign, just like Mangus Carlson, because it's our first check fest of the year. Dust off the old checkbook. Write some blank checks. Get some, get some spec or some prosciutto on, on the free expense because we have our first official check-a-palooza, and we're cooking the spec on the iron skillet, boys. <laughs> I... Uh, you know what? I don't even what have can you for, say? I was leaning what can TC- you say? I was uh, when words fail. Uh, I, I think when uh, to, I, I think like I was leaning TCU in this game just because like Sonny Dykes familiarity with uh, the opposing roster. It's more qualitative though. Like it, otherwise, but if I, I'll probably roll on Smoo with you, Rain Man, in this one. Uh, it it is one of those spots where you just completely fade the public. Yep. Um, I'll rivalry-ish spot. You're driving up by 35. Well. You're, I, I really think it's not a rivalry for TCU anymore, but I think SMU is going to be very motivated to win this game against the Fort Worth rival. Well, it I has mean, to be a rivalry it, for TCU because they have their head coach. Yeah. When oh, you see yeah. S, good point. When you good see point. S, when you see SMU and TCU on on the same field, that means only one thing: uh, uh, so much cocaine. Uh, yeah. Just just staggering amounts of cocaine will be in this stadium. Uh, if you go lot, through frat a row, of, a lot of old money in the booster seats. Bathroom bathrooms are going to be like a fucking Hoover. Uh, I think like uh, we can go to your go, go to your next one here, Capper. Which it's was sick. Your, I don't even want to talk about it. Too I, much. I teased I teased it a little earlier. It's you disgusting. got Iowa minus seven and a half at Rutgers. Uh, I love it. I don't like it. I don't like it. I love it. I mean, you have to take this. There are a lot of games that like could have fallen into this four slot here. Um, the Iowa defense has been exceptional. They they've been Very dominant. Um, it's a top five unit uh, in efficiency rankings, and it's a Rutgers offense that is really has no identity. So like I, I just like there's nothing to it. So so hey, like can you trust Kurt Warner's kid as the quarterback? That's an identity. Their identity is Jesus. And, and grocery bagging, because that's what his future holds, just like Kurt. Um, <laughs> I like that. I like there that. Is, there is some pause, obviously, when you look at a Spencer Petrus, who is uh, a horrible quarterback. Uh, yeah, worse than the, the FBS. He has the longest leash of any quarterback in the FBS, FCS, any conference and, and you know college division you want to look at. Because like, him and Kirk have so, and Kirk's son have something on Kirk. I don't think I I do not think Rutgers can score on this on this defense. I just don't think it's possible. 
Um, so I'm looking at like a like a 14 to three final where Iowa just kind of cruises to. I don't know how they score two touchdowns, but like they kind of cruise to an easy victory. <laughs> yeah, that's why. Where the defense just holds Rutgers them here. down for so that long. Um, uh, Rutgers at home, but they're getting 66 percent of bets against Iowa. Um, it's too many for me. I, I was still a quality football team. They they showed a little bit offensively last weekend against Nevada. Um, it, 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 you hate it, but you got to take it. I'll you take it, Rutgers take and it. the points. We'll, we'll Rutgers see. Rutgers is three and zero. Iowa scored three Rutgers points against horrible. Iowa State. So <laughs> I don't see how you get. I actually, Iowa State sneaky good. Maybe sneaky yeah, but it doesn't matter good. if you only score three. You got to score eight. You got to score eight this weekend. They got to score eight. Two things that stood out to me I was thinking about with this game. One, the total, which is like 34 points now, which is fucking hilarious. It'll be double. Uh, it'll be zero, zero, double OT, and they go for two in, in uh, double OT and win eight, zero. It'll be great. And the other, the other thing I was just casually thinking about this week is how fucking funny must Iowa practices be? where you get the ones against each other and you have the Iowa offense going against the Iowa defense every practice. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that must just be a goddamn tra- I would love to watch that. <laughs> that must be a goddamn train wreck. Historically bad quarterback. Like, cannot imagine how he started so many games at Iowa. You know, Rutgers only has 32 rushing yards allowed against them on average a game this year. Iowa's not going to be able to score. They, got, they uh, only got to score eight. They gotta score eight. They do. They have to it's score like twice. A, they gotta score twice. It's a fourteen-three, thirteen-three final. Like that, that's six, what it is. Uh, Nick does it. I will. I will just throw this out because it is not in my in my fourteener. But I do really love Iowa State against Baylor this week. Yeah, um, it's that's scary though. Baylor's so like Baylor's it. just so. They got they got I a certain. It, I think. I think Baylor might be sneaky ass. They're an on-year, off-year team. Like, they aren't consistent enough to be good. I think people are assuming they're going to be good every year with it, like, while forgetting that the past, like, five years, they've been really good, really bad, really good, really bad. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but we Who can knows? Go to the, Who can say? We can, go to your, we can go to your... I mean, we're us. We're supposed to say. That's why we do the podcast. <laughs> I, uh... <laughs> Rain Man, your last pick on the slate, uh... Your last pick on the slate is the one, another one we're going to be going head to head on. Uh, you like Notre Dame plus two at UNC. I'm taking UNC all day in this game. Joe, remember the last time we met at a chessboard? I like this. <laughs> I, do. I like this. What happened? You are there? so, so I, you are I so all over. Away. I didn't put it away for the SMU game, and I'm not putting it away for the Notre Dame game because we got some more checks covered. You ready? Uh, public on UNC. <laughs> Joe just proved it, but 73% of betters are on UNC. Check. Potential early season overreaction spot. We haven't done that one in a while, but Joe, this is a holy hell obvious on both sides. UNC's getting a lot of smoke when all they've done is should have lost to App State, should have lost to Georgia Southern, and then that they're one and two. Notre Dame kind of played well against Ohio State, then looked really, really bad, but you can see the potential there because of that Ohio State game, and Ohio State looked excellent since. Uh, so check that. Uh, do the metrics both favor Notre Dame to win outright? Check. FPI, SP+. Plus. That's two more checks. Notre Dame winning outright. You're getting two points. Uh, UNC is an absolute terrible defense. So I think that this could help build Notre Dame's buttering offense's confidence. Uh, UNC ranks 119th in points against. 
Haven't really played anyone tough, as I already mentioned. I think UNC, this is a, get, a Notre Dame's a get-right game. Uh, Drew Pine has looked better than Tyler Buckner, so there's hope here. I'm going to – a check for hope. Dude, did Stop. you watch that, Drew you Pine to, play, I man? I wanted to say that. Did you see, Drew Pine I did not commit liked, any interceptions. Did not have any interceptions. Had a decent completion percentage. I like – I like what you're UNC saying defense. up to that point. It's not quite a check fest, but we're going to get the dub. We're going to get the Did dub. you not He's see not Tommy good. Reese – did you not see the video of Tommy Reese, Notre Dame's offensive coordinator? He was literally, there's a video of him last yeah. game screaming to Drew Pine, do your fucking job. <laughs> it, it, um, and they got a win against an FBS opponent fucking... in their first game. In his first and game. his job, his job is not making mistakes. I like how, see, this is why the standards so have lowered like, for sure. This um, is why you're so, this is why you're so good at what you do, Rain Man, is because you describe rather than saying like what the team name is, you're like, oh yeah, they got win against an FPS opponent. Well, I already but, like by Cal. The way, it was you Cal, know I like but, Cal. I'm on Cal this week. I think Cal's a totally adequate middle of the pack FBS team. I think UNC is a bunch of frauds. The pack, All pack they did team. was should have lost to App State and should have lost to Georgia Southern, and people are anointing them. They are anointing UNC for no reason. I really hope you enjoy watching Drew Pine. Uh, I, uh, Drew Pine's going to throw over 300 yards against this defense. They are ranked 119 out of 130 teams, and they haven't played anyone. That matters. The defense is bad. Oh, no. I'm all it's, over UNC in it's, this spot. Drake it's May. A, Drake it's May. a bit scary. Been great. It's a bit scary. Um, uh, oh, it, no. It's, not, guess, it's uh, not a good offensive outlook for Notre Dame. That, that line is bad. The quarterback's bad. Um, let's uh, Can't move the football. It's going to be tough. Cheer, cheer for old Notre Dame. Are we doing okay, karaoke no, none again? Of that. Let, let, no, no. We, I, I think we get one of those per season. Uh, let's, uh, let's recap the picks. Capper, give me your slate first. Uh, we have got Big Rubber, my, Tennessee minus 10.5 versus Florida. K-State plus 12.5 at OU. Iowa minus 7.5 at Rutgers. Maryland plus 17 at Michigan. All right, Rainman. Washington minus 13.5 versus Stanford in the late game. Big rubber chase. Notre Dame plus two at UNC. Going a little bit out of order here just to trigger Joe. Uh, SMU plus two versus TCU. And California minus three versus Arizona. And just be quiet. Okay, okay let's quiet. go to the squeeze picks then. <laughs> let's, go, let's, let's, go, let's go to the next thing. Pretty quiet. Killed his whole motherfucking thing. Shit, if I do. No, we some dogs. We some dogs. We ain't no puppies. So you're telling me there's a chance. Yeah! All right, these are the squeeze picks. Uh, for anyone out there who just wants to squeeze out a little bit of action... These are the picks for you. A uh, little more action from unreliable sources. Um, unfortunately, Celebrity Cameo did not come in on time. We've had an issue getting our cameos on time. Uh, I ordered one from uh, a Jesus impersonator. So if that comes in on time, we'll put it on our social media. But hoping for a, a winner from Jesus this week. And you can check it out on our social media. But uh, in the meantime, I, you know, I'm almost hesitant I'm almost hesitant to play this for you. Our King of the Hill pick this week. Uh, I just want to put out a warning before I play it. Uh, it's fucked up. Like, it's some really, really sick shit. So if there's, like, kids in the room, like, cover their ears. 
maybe put them outside to be safe, tie them to a tree or something. I don't know what you do to take care of kids, but uh, just please, please caution yourself before before you listen to this King of the Hill pick from a new first time picker. We have the accountant. Uh, here we go. Hey there, Joe Public, Rain Man, Capper. This is your boy, the accountant here. Boy, you guys must be pretty desperate soliciting the likes of me this early in the season. Absolutely. But, you know, I was requested a pick, and a pick shall be given. Uh, I'll get to it. I won't be long-winded. And my pick this Shot week the is going to be under 43 in the UMass Temple game. Real sicko <laughs> shit, but you know, that's the kind of degenerate I am, so... Good luck this week, and uh, may all of our bets be winners. Bye, guys. I'm sorry. I'm sorry if you if that triggered anybody having to hear that under pick. <laughs> what a fucking terrible pick. Well, the game itself, not the pick itself. The no, the game, the game, no, the pick itself. You know what? I'm probably gonna take it, but probably I'll tell fine. you what I won't do. Yeah, I, I think if I if I if anyone actually watches the game, they're just gonna melt like the Nazis in the Indiana Jones movie. <laughs> It'll just uh, that's uh, that will that's just gonna happen to you right away. Uh, but you know what? I guess if you guys feel like making a lot of fucking money instead of just uh, underpick, then maybe you can bet on this four teamer. It's gonna light your fucking world on fire, uh, boys. Guess what? Guess it's what? It's been hot. If you had. Guess what? If you bet $10 on the four-teamer last week, guess how much money you would have made? Zero dollars. Zero dollars. I did not hit my four-teamer last week, but that's changing this week. I'm always good for one, and I feel great about this one. And I feel best about this first pick. I was talking about, I've been railing on it earlier. I love, love, love Wake Forest plus seven versus Clemson at home. Can't do it. Line opened nope. up at eight and a half. It is now down to seven. Everyone is going to nope it. What they aren't going to know is that Wake Forest has the number one pass rush in the country. They have number seven in Havoc. I don't know if you've watched DJ uh, Uyunglele play football at all, but what is? how does he react to pressure, guys? Not well. I'll tell you what he does. He spazzes the fuck out. Literally, like he pipe. is not a Division One. Like, less, he is not a Division One quarterback. He is bad. Like, he is bad. Bad. He has a good arm, but he locks in on his first read. I love, I love a Wake Forest team that I think will be able to move the ball in this spot because no, they cannot run the ball. Clemson's D line is too good, but Clemson's secondary has been exposed. Even against the trash teams they played against, they've been able to pass the ball against them. It's not going to get much better against Wake Forest. I, I love. I'm going to put a little on the money line here. I love Wake in this spot against Clemson. Next pick, I'll be we're taking or. Oregon State plus five and a half versus USC. This line opened up at 12 and a half. We have gone all the way down to five and a half. They are begging, begging people to bet on USC. They're begging you, please, 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 please. USC is so good. Please, please, please bet on them. No, no, no. USC's only road game was against Stanford, and they were not too great in that game. They were as like late in the game, they were allowing a lot. They allowed. They yeah, allowed when the a game was over, and it was, and it wasn't. But they, they almost they almost allowed a backdoor cover. Stanford had certain like some turnovers that kept it close. I think Oregon State's both a much better team, but also Corvallis is going to be fucking rocking in this game. 
Corvallis is a weird ass place to play. The cheapest ticket in Corvallis is a hundred bucks right now. And there are going to be some really, really fucked up beeves in that stadium. And I, uh, I love the beeves. I take the, I love the beeves. And if you think I'm not sprinkling money line on this one, you got another fucking thing coming. I might take an alt line Oregon state as many Nobody points thought as I that. need to give. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, Next game on the slate, we got Washington State plus six and a half versus Oregon. Uh, Pullman is kind of like Corvallis, except it's spelled differently. Um, In this bet, it's uh, pretty simple. I'm betting on Bo Nix not putting together two two good back-to-back starts. I've been watching. I don't know if you guys have been watching college football for a few years. I have. I've watched Bo Nix before. You know what he doesn't do? Not good on the road. Two good games in a row. He doesn't. He's gonna. I think this is gonna be an environment. Washington State, uh, their offense is supposed to be their strength, but it hasn't really popped off, but maybe it will in this game. But even if it doesn't, their defense has been sneaky good. They had that win, of course, on the road at Wisconsin, arguably one of the more impressive road wins of the season. And I think that win on the strength also of Oregon coming off a big win against BYU, this feels like a logical letdown spot uh, for, for the Oregon Ducks going into what I think will be like a pretty... A pretty good, a pretty good spot in uh, Bill Pullman, Washington. And last on the slate, you already know what it is. I'm taking Kansas minus seven versus Duke. I've played Kansas in every single four-team parlay uh, this year, and I've hit Kansas in every single four-team parlay this year. And in this spot, I'm not even crazy about it. Like I think Duke's offense is very good. Duke's pretty good, but, but Kansas looks. Kansas yeah. has the number one offense in the country, according to efficiency. Jalen Dan- Daniels, he's on the brink of being a Heisman candidate. Uh, it, he's uh, it, There's some interesting things going on in Lawrence. They know if they can win another couple of games, they have game day probably coming their way uh, if they play against OU. I'm going with the Jayhawks, and that's, uh, that's the four-teamer. And frankly, what's that? We're looking at a seven and a half line, I think, right now. It's definitely seven and a half. Really? Where where are we at? Where are we at if it's seven and a half? Seven and a half? I like it even more. <laughs> I like it even more. <laughs> I don't want you want it. You I have w- to have you, it what, more. Seven and a half. You know what? I'm gonna make it. Why not? Make why it nine, not nine and a half. Why not fifty? Why not eighty? I don't care. <laughs> I'm taking the Jayhawks. <laughs> you give. I will give any amount of points. Uh. That's that's the four teamer this week, and you know what? It's uh, it's a it's winner. Spicy. I might take all of these. This is I might take right all of these money. I might take, might take all these money. I, I kind of like got Oregon State money line because, as we were talking about before we started recording, the fix is in. There's no other explanation <laughs> for a seven point line move. No injuries. USC's looked very good. <laughs> the fix is in, boys. They're begging you to take USC in yeah. this game, right? <laughs> it this is, is it. All those, all those people from USC, I have it on good authority. They were on a party bus to Vegas. No one knows what happened for 48 hours in Vegas. My guess is they lost a lot of money, and they had to talk to some CD people, and the fix is in. I, I love it. I love being on the right side of a fix. I feel like I've been on the wrong side a few times. We got on our forward team, we got Wake Forest plus seven, Oregon State plus five and a half, Washington State plus six and a half, and those Kansas Rock, Chalk, Jay, Hawks minus seven. Oh, I love it. Wave I, the lo- I don't even wave need your feedback wheat, on this one. I don't need. Wave the wheat. My favorite masturbating euphemism. Easily. Three, three dogs in Kansas as a touchdown favorite. You love to see it. You, you love you love to see it. Gonna, gonna wave my wheat to this. Don't see that all the time.